0: Thanks for tuning back in to the August episode of Make Friends Radio. Uh, Today I got invited to Chocolate Fish Coffee to have a a nice chat with my good buddy, Ed Fletcher, who I met through the the Burning Man community and uh, been friends for uh, quite some time now and just want to give him the opportunity to introduce himself.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on. Again, Ed Fletcher, longtime Sacramento guy. I uh, was a longtime reporter at the Sacramento Bee, and now I'm a uh, journalist-slash-artist doing my thing here in Sacra-Tomato.
0: Perfect. So uh, I brought Ed on. He's, uh, I think, president of the Sacramento chapter for Burning Man, Sacramento Spark. And uh, he's also working on a documentary called Do the Dance, So, uh, Ed, if you could tell us a little bit about uh, Do the Dance, what it's about, what people can expect, and uh, help us pique some interest.
1: Yeah, Do the Dance is a feature-length documentary that uh, I'm making with uh, a team of mine. We've created a limited liability company to do it, and we're going to try to get it to HBO Showtime or the digital channels like that. Do the Dance is about a Sacramento 1969 indecency trial that eventually went on to help write the rules for exotic dance across the the country. Uh, the trial was also sort of wild and, and made national news back then because the trial judge, Earl Warren Jr, decided that the jury needed to see the dance to determine whether it violated community standards. So we take that that trial and then use it as a catalyst to move forward and talk about how things have changed and how they haven't changed and how we deal with sexuality and, um, and, and sex in, in America.
0: That's really cool, man. Uh, seems like it's going to be really interesting. So, I mean, what, what piqued your interest? How did you find out about that? What, uh, what kind of got you involved? How did the project start? Sorry,
1: sorry. Yeah, I, I was, a like I said, I was a reporter at the, the B and I came across this from an older reporter who, uh, told me about this this trial and I was kind of shocked to, to learn about it and at the time I went and tried to find some things on the internet. I couldn't find anything so I went to the archives and I started reading the, the old clips and the more I read the more interesting it got and at the time I was in a, a screenwriting class so this actually started as a as a short screenplay that I wrote about what might have happened and uh, th- that Progressed and eventually, I was getting ready to, to make that short, and somebody convinced me that you know that was it was so good that it should be a feature film. So I, I locked myself in my uh, room over the winter and turned into a, a feature script, and we started polishing it and improving it from there. And this is 2015, and we had always assumed that there would be a, a short documentary to explain what really happened. That, that winter, Carol Dota died, and I was like, oh shit, I need to get uh, some of these people on film before too many of them pass away. 50 years is a long time. Carol Dota was a famous San Francisco topless performer um, and pretty interesting personality in, in her own right, and we'd always hope to, to interview her.
0: Cool, man. I'm, I'm excited. It seems like it's going to be really cool and uh, just something I wasn't aware of before, so really neat. So, tell me about your involvement in Burning Man. I mean, obviously, that's how we've met. You know, I've, I've done some music for you as a result of that. And, uh, yeah, just how'd you get into Burning Man? Tell me about uh, your involvement in, in Spark and, of course, uh, your camp.
1: So, I started going uh, about 12 years ago. And at the time, you could just buy a ticket at the costume shop. And, and that's what I did. I had a friend who, who had been going. She had told me for years about how great it was, and I... Refused to believe her and and then I started looking up things on the internet and I Read some stories about it and saw that people were coming from all over the world And what kind of idiot would I be if I were afraid to go and it's so close to to where I live So I I bought a ticket and went that first year um, camped with with her camp and and was blown away and the the size and the the spectacle of the the art and the, the warmth of the community were really super engaging, and being in the news at at the time, it was sort of a a pretty nice palate cleanser, and you think about all the negative headlines you're looking at and dealing with and local crime and war and elections, and you go to Burning Man and you just sort of put it all away for a while, And, and nobody talks about work, and nobody, we don't talk about current event in news and and just sort of immerse yourself in the art and, and in the community. And I, I went away from it that first year thinking about how um, how it would be great to bring some of that art to to Sacramento. And w- when I saw that um, there's a an artist named Marco Cap- Capote um, who made this thing called Bliss Dance, it's a 30 foot tall woman, and it was eventually moved to to San Francisco's um, Treasure Island, and and now it's in in Las Vegas. But I was thinking, like, wouldn't it be dope if Sacramento had something like that over by our waterfront? And at the time, I had no idea, like, how would we go about trying to do that? So fast forward some years, and, and I'm starting to get more active in my camp. My camp is called Camp just GYST stands for get your shit together um mostly it's about us but it, we also try to help other people get their shit together and uh, we do that in a, in a variety of ways, including uh, giving out tutus on Tutu Tuesday. We have a bar and to help people get their shit together there. Um, I also do a virgin training uh, where we help new people at Burning Man sort of uh, understand the the ways of what's going on and help them sort of calibrate themselves. So that's kind of the, the gist program. Oh, yeah, the Dunkaroo. So uh, the Dunkaroo. So Burning Man... At his best has a lot of kind of like cool, smart things going on, but there's also some like bit of juvenileness that, that happens there, and the, the Dunkaroo is, is our sort of um, activation in that sort of realm. So the, the Dunkaroo, you, you dip your face in an ice chest full of ice and water, and then for ten seconds, you pull your head out, the person of your choice then slaps you across the face, and then you shotgun a beer. And, um, on those hot afternoon days, it, it can really help reset your, your, your day and, and change your, your mainframe. So it's surprising that people come across the playa when we advertise it, but we will put it on their Burning Man radio and we'll have people ride across the desert so that we can let somebody slap them.
0: <laughs> Actually, probably not very surprising. That's how I met, uh. Ed in the first place. Um, we were just walking down the street, and he was out there with a uh, um, a, a microphone, one of the, the loudspeakers, and just calling people over. I didn't know what I was quite getting myself into, but uh, he's not lying when he says when someone smacks you across the face, it wakes you up. Uh, but good times, man. So you are the president of Sacramento Valley Spark, and I know we have a pretty big kind of regional event coming up here pretty soon. Can you tell us... What's going on there, kind of what to expect, and uh, kind of get people into it.
1: Yeah, I'm the, the president of Sacramento Valley Spark. It's a non-profit loosely uh, aligned with Burning Man. We, we like to say we're inspired by the 10 principles of Burning Man, but we're not directly uh, affect, connected or affiliated with Burning Man. Uh, direct connections are event-by-event event basis. Uh, this event is called Summer Spark. It's an art park celebration basically where we've got miller park in sacramento it's at miller park is that where broadway meets the river the little peninsula and we're gonna jam it full of art and theme camps and music and and turn it into a kind of an immersive cool space in the spirit of, of burning man so we've got several local artists that are bringing things out we've got um some a fashion show that's going to happen. There'll be fire spinning. There'll be uh, DJs, um, and I've never seen anybody do like a really cool event at Miller Park. Um, you've also got the bonus of the marina being right there. So when our event ends at eleven o'clock, there'll be after parties at the the marina on the boats, um, and we're also inviting people to to ride their bikes there. So it's going to be a really cool thing. This is. Uh, Saturday, August 10th. Uh, it is during um, second Saturday and, and during White Open Walls, and there'll be some crossover um, connection with that and and those guys at our event too. So we're super excited about about this and the response that we're getting from from people.
0: Yeah, Miller Park's a really cool location too. Uh, they used to host a uh, invitational kind of beer fest out there, and it's just a really cool location. Right by the water and uh, excited to see what you guys are able to pull off out there. I'm, I'm actually surprised that that was the location that you guys were able to get. That's really cool. So um, I know also you, you, you we were talking a little bit earlier about uh, Burning Man, those type of things. And you had a article that you wrote that I feel like a lot of people that are into electronic music probably read. Um, so if you don't mind, tell us the story behind uh, your article, What is Dubstep Anyway?
1: Yeah, so my second year uh, going to Burning Man, I, I had no idea what dubstep was, and, and it was sort of the time where dubstep was, was everywhere. And just a little bit on my music background, I grew up in the Sacramento area. This is when you didn't have every music available to you. And I mostly knew like what my brother listened to and, and stuff on the radio. Um, we had like mix a lot and those kind of things and then i went to college i went to a year in sweden so i lived in sweden for a year so i kind of got into a little bit of like euro pop music and that was kind of cool and then i went to historically black college in 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 baton rouge and i quickly learned that like stop trying to talk to anybody about european music um you need to learn the music of the south and get educated on on what's happening there so fast forward, come back to, to California, go to Burning Man, Dubsteps everywhere and I've like the the event's ending and my friend and I like didn't know what dubstep was yet. So we decided to get out of the car and survey people. So I had a notepad and I went around and started asking people uh, what is Dubstep and collecting these responses and eventually that turned into a blog post that uh, I think people all over the world uh, read and one of the answers was uh, robot dinosaurs fighting. Um, (laughs) It made a nice image, I found an image that uh, included that and it was kind of a an interesting post because i think a lot of people were, were asking that dubstep also influenced my first short film um i made a, a film called dance step of death and it's about zombies and dubstep and uh, you'll have to look that one up um but yeah so i have a, a long history with with
0: dubstep as you could tell ed's a little bit ridiculous and that's why we like him so, you know, one of the final talking points that uh, I just want to cover is, you know, you you seem to be involved in just about everything uh, in this city. You're also involved with uh, Access Sacramento. So, can you tell us a little bit about your involvement there? What it is, kind of how people can get involved, how to find it, those type of things.
1: Yeah, accesssacramento.org um is the the URL. Access Sacramento is the Uh, The Wayne's World Channel of Sacramento, the Community Cable Channel, it's been around for 30 years, and they have benefited all these years by getting to take a little bit of the cable monopolies' money and put that to community good. So that's still what we do, and we also have a radio station, KUBU 96.5, and it's also on the, the internet as well so we we offer an opportunity for people that want to create their own tv show or radio show or podcast to to come on down there and use our equipment really really super cheap um there's a full studio there's also a van uh or a a state-of-the-art truck million dollar truck so if you and your friends got trained up you could come and like use the truck, check it out, and basically use all this gear at a really super ridiculously low price. Uh, I've been on the board for a decade now, and basically I'd love for more people to try to take advantage of it. The The difficult portion thing with Access Sacramento is is that you're, it's legacy media, and it's um, a, a media that's sort of dying, and how does Access Sacramento transition from... Um, the old technology to the new technology so uh, if you wanna be on the board too we could use you on that Uh, but in the meantime please do come use our our radio station please do use our our TV station and and we'll figure out a way to get more people on the the streaming
0: version as well there you go everyone for all of those creative souls out there looking for a way to make an impact and you know bring something cool to the community uh, contact ed so before we transition to the mix uh, why don't you tell everyone that's listening, how do we find Mr. Ed Fletcher?
1: Uh, Twitter. I'm on Twitter at uh, NewsFletch. It's probably one of the best ways to, to get at me. Um, what? Uh, Instagram at Perpetual F. And uh, Do the Dance is at uh, Do the Dance. Or, sorry, it's uh, Pink Film 1969 on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time, man. Uh, It was really cool getting a chance to chat with you and learn about what you had going on. For those of you listening, if it turned out a little bit loud, we are right on J Street at Chocolate Fish. So uh, a couple of car horns honking, but uh, hopefully it doesn't get in the way of that really cool conversation. So before we transition here, anything else you want to say to everyone?
1: No, no. Appreciate the the listen. And uh, let's get
0: with the mix. All right. Well, this mix is from me. So hopefully you enjoy. Here it is. i a Well, before we bring it to the uh, to a close here, uh, Ed and I were, were chatting, and we forgot to mention something that I think is pretty cool. So, uh, before we say our goodbyes, I want Ed to talk about his initiative to, to, to bring art to Sacramento and how you might be able to get involved and and uh, you know make a difference. So, Ed.
1: Yeah. In addition to the the summer spark thing, which is a short term art thing, we want to bring art, uh, big art, to Sacramento on a longer term basis. So. Rancho Cordova 2020, look out for the Sacramento Playa Art Park. Uh, we're going to bring art previously displayed at, at Burning Man to Rancho Cordova, and uh, it's going to be nice. Check it out.
0: Very cool. And for those of you that don't know, we already have a little bit of uh, Burning Man art in the local area. The the designer of some of the most kind of amazing temples that have been out at Burning Man actually put an archway over in uh, South Sacramento on the, the light rail station. And I think that's off of Consumeness, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so if you want to check that out, it's pretty cool. Um, but other than that, yeah, be on the lookout for what Ed has planned. Hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. And as always, we want to thank you for your dedication and uh, love for the show. And uh, if you're new, please throw us a like, a listen, a follow. Whatever it might be, we are on Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, and appreciate your support very much. All right, everyone. Peace.